Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. We think we can, and that's why we're here, uh, and that's why we have Blog Talk Radio, and that's why we have guests who will come and talk honestly about their lives and uh, their faith and how it fits in or doesn't fit in to uh, the things they're doing in the world and um, all of that stuff. It's very very interesting and exciting conversations that we have here. And so I'm really glad you have joined us. And uh, you will especially enjoy uh, this episode with uh, our good friend, Pam Mark Hall. Now, of course, I've known Pam for many years, going back to the early 70s uh, when we met at Peninsula uh, Peninsula Bible Church in Palo Alto, and Pam was uh, uh, one of the initial people I was running into who was writing uh, music of faith that was that that was contemporary in nature, and uh, it was all experimental. No one ever done it before, and and yet we it's like we all got the memo at the same time, and everybody started doing it. And so it was a very, very exciting time to be alive and to keep running into all this new music and experimental stretching things that people were doing and uh, uh, risky things because of some of the more conservative element of the church that we all kind of came out of. So it was very interesting times. And then uh, Pam had an early career in her music and uh, even... Uh, spent time in Nashville and uh, did a number of albums. And uh, then she's, she's done a number of things since then, uh, uh, just maintaining um, her life and, and maintaining uh, what it takes to continue to uh, take care of a family and to live and to, to uh, progress and, uh, and, and and hopefully hopefully hold on to your faith. And uh, uh, Pam's been through some some difficult, very difficult times, and uh, apparently she's been thinking about those a lot lately, and tending to write about it. So that's really kind of exciting. We'd like to hear tonight some of that, and some of what she what has uh, kind of spurred her on. The thing I like about Pam is she never she never stops learning. She never stops uh, pursuing new things and new ideas, and uh, so that's that's what makes that's what makes will make this conversation exciting. She's doing a lot of reading and uh, looking forward to writing. So uh, she comes to us uh, lives in 
in the Oroville area in California, but right now she's up in Washington visiting with a good friend. So, uh, mm-hmm. Pam, thanks for stopping what you were doing and and able to take this phone call and talk to us a little bit. Well, welcome back to Blog Talk Radio. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, John. And it was interesting listening to your <laughs> description of me. <laughs> um, so, but I, I have a lot of, as you were introducing me, I had a lot of thoughts that came to my mind that I wanted to share. And, but I also want to say that feel free, I don't want this to be a monologue. Feel free to jump in and ask me questions. But I think I'd like to start out with my favorite theologian. Now, she's not really a theologian, but um, as I look back on my life and the books that I kept going back to and the the um, the resonance that I felt in their spiritual world is um, Madeline Lingle. And um, if I could, if I could summarize who represents best my theology, it would be Madeline Lingle, C.S. Lewis, and a woman that you may not know of, but her name is Elizabeth O'Connor. And um, I just, I still feel comfortable with them. And I will say the primary reason is Madeline Lingle lifted from Emerson a statement, do I dare disturb the universe? And (laughs) the whole the whole concept is that the questions are more important than the answers. And mm. that that has always been, it's, it's been a thorn in my side all my life in some ways of, I just don't want to let it lie. I want to probe. I want to ask the question. And then if I, I, if I believe something is true, or if I've been told something is true, then I want to ask. I want to ask penetrating questions, and I would have to say that's the one, the one characteristic or quality I passed on to my daughter as well. Is you know when she was going to a Bible, a, a Christian elementary school, and they were teaching her about the truth of the Bible. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the only class she, she's always gotten straight A's and everything. That Bible class is the only class in her life where she got a C. And um, because I taught her how to ask questions, <laughs> she would come home. <laughs> I would she'd come home and say, mom, they only give one answer and one answer is allowed. And so, I wow. guess that has been the underlying wow. uh, drive in my life is to understand mm. and that the longing continues. You know, I long to understand, but I also don't believe I'm, I don't believe I or any other human are fully capable of understanding yeah. the truth. Yeah. I yeah. I believe that truth is truth, and my my belief in that truth does not change what it is. I believe that um, I have my concept 
of what I understand about God. But that understanding is not God. God is beyond understanding. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I Perfect. feel like I'm on this I'm on this tight wire of knowing and not knowing that I don't think that I can come to a completed state of I absolutely know, even though I absolutely believe there is truth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a conundrum. Yeah, it's a conundrum. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. It's uh, uh, well, it's a little echoed in that U two song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That, yes. Uh, it disappointed a lot of Christians, but didn't bother didn't bother me at all. Um, because well, I wrote a song called "The Longing," and uh, and and one of the, I guess you could call it ag- agnostic. See, but I don't believe agnostic means you don't believe. I I I think it's much more. Um, well, let me just say. So, uh, once I caught a glimpse of heaven, the Father and the Son tried to paint it all by number to display for everyone. But when I finally caught that image, the way that it appeared, the moment that I caught it, I saw it fade and disappear leaving me alone, hungering for more. And that, with that is, that's been my whole life of pursuing mm. God. Mm. And I don't think that implies that there's no intimacy if you can't just replicate every moment. I feel that every day is a new day, and God yeah. is God. Mm. Um, anyway, that's pretty deep. That's you know, what I was uh, intending to. You know, you know. Uh, uh, I want to turn you on to um, a new book by our friend Oz Guinness, who we've had here uh-huh. uh, a number of times. And uh, actually, he was to be my guest last week, and we got our time zones mixed up. So uh, he'll be coming on in the future, but he's going to be talking about this book called The Great Quest, and uh, that's what he's talking about, and he's talking about the search for meaning and for truth and um, what, you know, what we can know, what we can't know, uh, the process Mm -hmm. by which we go through. Um, Very interesting. It's a very short book, especially for Oz. He writes usually very long books, and... uh, this is just a little over 100 pages, but uh, you're right on. You're right in line with, uh, you know, some of the greats who are doing the same kind of thinking. And uh, I, I, I'm with you 100. percent I think we err way too far on the side of trying to uh, simplify uh, answers yeah. and. Uh, trying to get God down where we can, you know, pass him on to other people. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. That yeah. Way. <laughs> well, that kind of leads into where you were wanting to go with, you know, my history within yeah. the church and the evangelical movement. Uh-huh. And um, so, and why I'm writing my memoirs. 
And my my primary motivation is to leave crumbs on the trail for my daughter. You know, Mm. if, if I'm not looking at this to like publish it, I'm wanting to leave a storyline with my daughter and, and Mm. also it's not just my life, but, but, her ancestors, you know, I'm, I'm pulling in things that I'm discovering about my ancestors. And, you know, I, I, I believe that there is, um, you know, we're finding out more and more what's embedded in our DNA mm-hmm. and, you know, what is embedded in our personalities that is um, ancestral. Now, if that raises the whole question, is it, you know, is it genetics or is it, um, environment what is it i think it's all the above in the same Mm -hmm. kind of way that it's it's kind of like the question of god's will you know (laughs) what is god's will just i've come to god's will is for me to embrace to long for Mm. what god has created us to be and to welcome God into the choices that I make. And that is God's will, to be inclusive Mm. of, well, it's reflected in the fruits of the Spirit. You know, faith, hope. Yeah. 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 I just went blank. Peace, love, joy, all of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that... The fruits of the spirit are the fruit are the proof of my faith, not my words. Mm-hmm. It's my it's my life. Because words words can be. You could disagree with me about what this word means, what word that means, but can you disagree with me if I if I hand you a cup of cold water in Jesus' name? That mm-hmm. that's not love. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of so I'm getting all over the place. I'm sorry. So back to my, so back to my story. The two things that prompted me, and one was, um, <laughs> I was interviewed by this woman a couple of years ago that was posted in some. A Christian publication, and when I read it, I I just cringed um, because it told my story of, you know, how I went through divorce and how this and how the church treated me and, you know, all the anger that I felt. I don't diminish the anger that I felt. It's mm-hmm. just that part the part of the story that was missing. I had already, I really, I've been, I've done a lot of work in therapy, in prayer, in reading, in dealing with my, what's my part in all this? You know, what is, what's my part? Well, I, in retrospect, can see that much of what I experienced as personal wounding was a much, much bigger issue, you know, within the context of the church in terms of the view of women's roles, in the terms of 
a lot of a lot of things that mm-hmm. were put up on God so that excuse me, men didn't have to take responsibility for some of their mm. decisions yeah. or behavior. And of course I and other women were wounded by that. And yet um at this point in my life, in retrospect, it was a part of a bigger picture, you know, a part of understanding and part of Christians and the church, a role for women. And also for me of, of Accepting my role of I made choices, I made choice to participate. Yes, I may have been a victim, but I made choices in moving ahead. And so anyway, to summarize, I've done a lot of work in forgiving not only the people who hurt me, but forgiving myself mm. and um. And what I, I gave you that quote of accepting the choices of, let, of letting go of the past and also transforming the pain of impermanence into hmm. creativity and transcendence. That's from a book by Susan Cain from Butter, Bittersweet. It, hmm. it talks about you know the usefulness of pain in our lives. And mm-hmm. that, um, you know, in, in the American society right now, you know, there's, it's so driven by, of, let's say, Joel Olstein, that kind of positivity, name it, claim mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the secular side of, okay, 10, pa- ten steps to X. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we don't want to embrace the pain but I can really attest to that um, I have and it wasn't pretty it was messy Mm. but Mm. that article that I read that I had given the interview I I wasn't using the right language it made me sound like I'm still sitting there in anger no, mm. I'm not. Mm. No. So how I'm I am trying to find a new way of expressing, you know, what my life has been and to to reveal the beauty in it. Just mm. there, there's been so much beauty. And I I want right. that to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, when we talked earlier uh, a little bit, Pam, you mentioned about how you were learning. Well, you're talking about it right here. Uh, And so maybe I'm just asking you to go a little bit deeper into it. But uh, how how you can uh, how you can turn the pain of the past uh, into something that's actually useful for for you for the rest of your life uh did i I may not have said that right but um could you talk a little more about that idea 
Okay. So I journal every day, you know, uh-huh. and it's, and when I say I journal, I mean, I flow of conscious. So, I mean, uh-huh. I have, I have a bookshelf full of my journals. I mean, back from even when I was at PBC. Wow. During the rough times of my marriage and what I went through in the divorce and what I went through in the aftermath. And hmm. so as, as I am moving forward and I am, I'm creating this breadcrumb trail (laughs) for my daughter. Um, And I come place, all right, how did I get from there to here? And what was my mindset back then? And understanding the choices that I made, I, I can look back and say, you know, if I were back then and didn't know what I know now, I would have made the same decisions because it's about reference, you know, and your how you view yourself in the world. And so part of it is identifying the points of trauma. I I really I think that I suffered from PTSD for many years from from some of those experiences. And I can I can get in a situation and be triggered, and I will feel exactly what I felt back then. But I'm huh. able now to go. Oh wow! That why, why am I so upset? Why do I hurt? And I can remember what happened, and then I go through a process in my mind of speaking forgiveness to that person, of speaking forgiveness to myself for. Huh. Sometimes I put myself in that situation, or mm. maybe I didn't speak up for myself in that situation. You know, it's all about taking responsibility for self, that mm. the I was responsible for me then, and I made that choice. It didn't turn out the way I'd hoped, but I have the opportunity to take that, speak forgiveness to it, and then inform who I am right now into how I wish to make choices right now. And then I will continue in my journaling with ways that I can take that, how I can make a different choice, how I can react Uh differently. And I might paint something or I might go sit at the piano and and play. Um, So, I mean, it's pretty low tech, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I think the basis of it is assuming responsibility, assuming responsibility for who I was then and who I am now. Wow. I hope that didn't disappoint you. No, that's very helpful. Very helpful. Um, So uh, tell me, where um where where are you going with this now in in the future what what are you working on right now uh, maybe what are you reading where are you where are you being stretched right 
what I'm being stretched by? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I again, I hope I'm not disappointing you with this, with no big plans, but um, I my primary focus right now is the small details of my life. Mm-hmm. Of look, of I'm not looking like how I'm going to go out and change the world. I'm looking at how can I change my world. And that means, this is going to sound really stupid, John, that means going to bed at 9 o'clock and getting up at 5 and journaling (laughs) for an hour or two and doing push-ups and sit-ups and making my bed and, you know, creating order in my life. As an artist, you know this. It's so Uh easy to think, I'm the artist and I really don't have to pay attention to all that, you know. Right. All the day-to-day kind of stuff, it'll just, you know, it'll happen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really focusing on on trying to harness discipline, both in my personal life and in my writing. Wow. And Good for you. Wow. And so, and then with reading with my books, you know, I I read with a notebook and I you know take notes. I have a I use this really great uh, app called Day One. Are you familiar with it? No. Mm-mm. Well, check it out because it's it calls itself a journal, but you can use it for just for a filing system for everything. So, you know, you pull it up on a date and you can select a journal you want have in there. So I have one that's just called journal and okay, so I wrote this on October 28th uh, about the autobiography of Alice B. Toklas by Gertrude Stein. I Hmm. say I wish I'd read this in my 20s when the feminist movement was just taking hold, but I was a Jesus freak and did not turn to worldly sources. I turn to Jesus for my view of myself as a woman. I still agree with how I think Jesus viewed women, but the born-again movement preached one thing and acted another way in terms of men dominating women. More on that later. And then, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> So I'm just getting little, this gives me snippets that I can pull uh-huh. if I want to integrate it into my memoirs. So you're just you're just working. You're you you really are dropping crumbs. <laughs> like, I am like dropping you. crumbs. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know I'm I'm also still doing insurance during fourth quarter that I I help employees understand what their insurance options are. So yeah, a little tent making. Yeah. That's, that's- <laughs> Important, very important. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, and then and then there's the the, the music, um, which I may have been diminished somewhat. I don't know where. You know, uh, one thing I do though, I want to let our our listeners know about your your latest CD because that was a wonderful uh, a wonderful project. And um, Thank you. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's gotten the uh, the attention it should, but um, I want to encourage anybody listening five, to this. 
Yeah. I've got 500 CD copies in my closet. I'd really like to get to people. So, you there know, you go. Um, I, I'm not sure how to do that. Well, how can we do that? How, how can we help you? Um, where should they go? Pam Mark, have you got it? your website? Go to your website? It's on my website, yeah. Okay. PamMarkCall.com. Yep. They can go to the store. It's called Mango the Tango. Mango the Tango. And yes. you can you can order it there? You can order it there, yeah. And um, No Paul Spooky sings on it. Peter Yarrow yep. sings on it. Bruce Coburn sings on it. Yeah, there's some great songs. So, yeah, it's, which ones do you like? Well, I like the 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 Harriet Tubman song. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that song. I, I wish it had made it into the movie, because it it would have been great. It would have been great. Oh yeah, it would have been a great one at the very end, the trailer as as, a, as you're you leaving the theater. <laughs> that would have been good, yes. Yeah. Um, I would I would if I came back, if I if I died and come back, I want to be a a film composer. I I really do. Mm. Cool. I would love to I'd love to do that now. And as a matter of fact, as I'm writing my my memoir, I'm gonna create I'm gonna treat it like a movie and I'm going to create music to support it. Good. So, again, oh, great. I, I'm just doing this for me. If anybody else wants it after I'm done, great. But it's too stressful to think, oh, I'm going to make this happen. And yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You just, you're just doing it because it's there and to be done and you want to stretch your life you want to leave something to your daughter that's beautiful yes yeah that's that's wonderful um would that would that we all you know would uh live more like that too and uh rather than having to try it you know try to justify everything um uh versus just being who we are and I do, yeah. living creatively. Who who cares whether anybody sees it or not? You know, right. And creativity uh, can be expressed in so many ways. I mean, I I right. have my biggest joy in life right now are my birds, my hummingbirds, and my goldfinch, and you know, my flowers on the 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 deck. And um, that's beautiful. Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with my life. Oh, and we didn't talk about my parents. And you want them to ask boomers and their parents. And um, well, I'll just say quickly because we're, we're, we're about say out of time. Thing about you and your dad because this, we're basically you know in our last couple minutes, so that'd be great. Well, all I was going to say was that we weren't. We weren't trained to deal with this. We weren't prepared. None of us are prepared mm-hmm. for what mm-hmm. is involved in caring for uh, a parent. And I'll just, I will say that my relationship has improved with my father as I've, I've stopped trying to manage everything for him. 
you know, if he wants to get on the ladder and fall, he's going to get on the ladder and fall, you know, and I diminish him whenever I say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we, you know, I'm not just saying let him do whatever he's going to do, but um, I have shifted to, you're on your own. You can take care of you. I'm here. I'm always here. If you need help with anything, ask me. Hmm. It's so much nicer that way. Now, <laughs> I know that when if the parent becomes senile or demented, that's more difficult. You know, then the rules change. Um, but I think it, this is speaking more to the transitional stage. Mm-hmm. And... It's partly, you know, accepting that there will be a passing. There will be a death. And you want that to be the best quality possible. Well, Pam, you said uh, that that in the past your your relationship with your father has been really difficult. But but now it's better. Can, Can you attribute the change to anything? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's more of my psychobabble stuff, John, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. that I have recognized when I get my feelings hurt by him because he will say things that make me think that he values everyone else around him but me. And mm. um I have recognized, I've identified that that trigger goes all the way back to my relationship with my my real father. This is my stepfather that I'm dealing with. And so, you know, it's just part of looking at your life and going, okay, well, well, why did I pick that relationship? Well, you're duplicating what feels normal or natural because of the relationship you had with your father. And, Mm. you know, I could just see... My whole life, and this also ties into my relationship with God, my desperate need to be affirmed and told by my father what a precious, pretty little girl I was. And it's when I got in the church that I began getting that kind of um, affirmation. So when I have conflict with my stepdad because I feel like he's, he doesn't value me, mm-hmm. I can tell myself, all right, back away, just back away, because that hurt goes all the way back to your childhood. What just happened right here and now, you know, you're you're bringing all your past to this little incident right here. So... <laughs> It's, I'm learning how to avoid the triggers, you know. Um, so if he wants to compliment the, uh, our um, housekeeper, the girl, the lady who took some dinner, and um, he compliments her and doesn't compliment me, I or it says complain something about her and he wants me to come into the dig, and I say, that's all on you. I have nothing to do with it. It's your responsibility. I can back out 
you know, but mm. it's amazing how I think sometimes we can, we don't consciously know we're doing it, but we know when someone has a trigger and we just poke it, right? <laughs> well, I, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Avoid it. Just avoid it. Mm. You know, when that starts, I say, you need some more ice for your drink. <laughs> um, so, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that sounds really simple. Which, yeah. But. Yeah. Cool. Switch the subject. Uh, d- yeah. Distract to something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I'm glad that, um, but you guys are getting along now much better. Oh, yeah. So, that's we sweet. are. That's great. Wow. Well, Pam, um, this has been fun. It's been uh, uh, encouraging to see how God continues to open up vistas for us. And uh, I think if anything that sticks with me, it's that whole idea of the question and the quest that um, is never over. And uh, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, when Jesus, Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock in Matthew, those yeah. verbs really say, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. That's what they really say. And he, so, so he's saying, go disturb the universe. <laughs> this, yeah. What? what? What did you say? Go disturb. Go, go. Go disturb the universe. <laughs> yeah, go forth and disturb the universe. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, that's it. There you go. Sam, that's fantastic. Okay. All right. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. I appreciate it. And uh, it's always, always great. Yeah. Much love to Marty. Okay, I will. And, okay. And you take you take care. All right. You too, John. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> there you go, folks. Get it? Go disturb the universe. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.